Welcome to Beers and Buckets, the podcast for degenerates like us who like to drink beer, watch college basketball, NBA basketball, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're part of the Basketball Podcast Network, where you get the latest on your favorite NBA and NCAA teams. For other shows like this one, check them out on Twitter, at HoopsPodNet. Uh, I'm your host, Connor Caldwell. This is Dal Harmon. Dal, how are you doing tonight or this morning? You know, I've uh, been busy at work since I took uh, an entire week off to go to Florida um, and to New Orleans. But, you know, getting back in the swing of things. Um, any anything notable happen uh, while we were in Florida, Connor? That you wanna that we want to talk about off the jump? Uh, nothing of notice other than you know lost in pickup one on one. Oh, but, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> knew that knew you were gonna bring that up instantly. <laughs> uh, but I will say I played last night and didn't have to be the primary ball handler, and my game was so much better. So let's go. Yeah. That's just you gotta know your role. And my you role do. is not you do. I'm not a one V one merchant. I'm a off ball merchant <laughs> for sure. So uh so opposing teams, if you wanna you wanna catch me slipping, if you wanna get you wanna beat me is make me the primary ball handler. That's what you gotta do. So gotta funnel uh, the ball to Connor and make him make plays. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh no, we had a great time in Orlando. Um, it was great. Sucks that UCF lost, but still was a fun game. Crazy that our on-off appearance was, like, way different, you know, on versus off. We were – UCF was, like, getting toasted when we were watching the game. we go around getting some merch and getting some food, and they come back and tie it up at, you know, like, and then we go back and they immediately lose the leads or, like, lose the tie. So, yeah, uh, insane. We shouldn't have been there from the jump, I guess, if we wanted UCF to win, but I had a, I had a fun time. Um, it was great. Stupid how they only went to the same section. See this three poster behind us? Uh, for the listeners, there's like a, a sign that says three. And it says, uh, you know, wave this sign up if you want a chance to win a free T-shirt. They go to the same people every time. The same section. They didn't go like right. any up the steps or anything. It was insane. So, but got the cool poster out of it. Got True. some merch out of it. So, yeah. Um, but no, Beer Week was fun. The Maliko bombs were surprisingly good from Red Light, yeah. Red Light. Uh, didn't didn't hate those at all. So uh, if you ever get the chance to do those, definitely do that. What do you like about Orlando? What else? Uh, Galaxy's Edge was sick. I was yeah. smiling like a little child the entire the entire day. Um, also got to ride the Galaxy or the Galaxy, the Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> ride, uh, which was pretty cool. So that's super, that super was new. So cool. Yeah. 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 Um, Animal Kingdom also fun. This man finally watched Avatar because because of Animal Kingdom. He was anti Avatar, and then he was like, "You know what? I actually want to go watch the movie now." And so Such we did. A fraud. <laughs> I have no principles, no morals. It's whatever. Yeah, it was pretty so, good though. No, overall, fun trip, fun fun week overall for sure. Absolutely, it's just been crazy. So before that, I went to a conference, and then we did that. We got back late Wednesday night. Um, Friday, I went, I had to go back to Orlando for a, for another conference with some students. So it's been a, a week of traveling. So that's why we're a little late on our episode today, but over, all in all, we're here, we're ready to talk sports. So let's talk about last week, Dow. Um, what was some game that you were confident on last week? Cause I know we talked a lot of games, but you know, there was a, there was a couple of things that we were confident on. Yeah. I, I was pretty confident in K-State over Florida, Kansas State. Well, I guess they lost last night, so they have dropped a little bit. But before their game against Kansas last night, they were half a game out of the Big T- Big 12. Um, pretty sure we mentioned them earlier on our teams that we were definitely too low on side as well. Uh, and I just am not impressed with this Florida team. Uh, so I was no. I was pretty confident on that one. Yeah, I was hoping that Florida would be able to steal it at home, but Kansas State was way too much for them. Um, so, yeah, that's – did you see the did you see the the handshake line at the end with Keontae George going through uh and shaking hands with all the Florida players? No, I missed it. It was really cool here. I'll send it to you on Twitter right now. But it was super cool because obviously he played there, so he knew a bunch of the guys. So they were all doing like their little secret handshakes uh and stuff. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's that's cool. Um yeah, one thing that I was uh I was rationally confident about was USC over UCLA. Obviously I say irrational because there was no evidence to suggest that USC would win that game. 
and I had no other points of proving it other than it just felt right and that they were the home team. So, um, hey, it worked out my favor, so I'll take it. Uh, teams I was too low on. I'll go on this one. Liberty. And I'm not a Liberty Flames fan. Big thumbs but, down. But uh, they were definitely too low on them. Their only loss since December 12th was a three-point loss on the road to EKU. Obviously, Eastern Kentucky's not basketball powerhouse, but it is uh, that's still like impressive how long they've they've kept the streak up for the most part. Um, 33rd in defensive adjusted efficiency in Ken Palm. Um, also, like in the top top 70 in offense, so pretty decent there. Darius McGee is first in percentage of shots taken with 37.8%. He's first in the nation. He's any 37.8% of shots from from uh, Liberty is by Darius McGee. Absolutely insane. Uh, he's five nine, which is also insane. Um, so, uh, like, just shout out to them and the Flames because uh, they they've sneaking their way. This this could be a tournament team if they if they win out their conference. So, um, yeah, shout out to uh, um, to Darius McGee and the Liberty Flames. Yep, I was going to put Boise State on here and then not talk about them and say that I was the team that everyone was irrationally or like too low on, <laughs> uh, but. No, I'm going to talk about Boise State. They have kind of climbed up into the into the top. Uh, where are they again? They're okay. They're 24th. So I was going to say top 25, but yeah, 24th. Uh, they're the top rated team in the Mountain West Conference. Um, and outside of the loss on January 20th to New Mexico, they haven't lost. Um, that's their only game they lost in January. So they went from 10 and four to 18 and five, and only two more projected losses on their uh, schedule, according to Ken Palm. They have a big game on Friday uh, with San Diego State. But putting together, like, a low-key, really, really good resume, they have wins over Washington State, who is 58th, Colorado 59th, Texas A&M 41st, and then a couple other uh, top 80 wins in their non-conference schedule. So to go – to go, what what's that? 10 and three in non-conference and then to be eight and two in the mountain West right now is super, super impressive. They started out 85th in, uh, in Ken Palm. So yeah, really, really impressive start for them. Their defense is eighth in adjusted efficiency on Ken Palm. Uh, so just want to shout them out because I don't think we've really talked about them much at all this year. No, we, no, we really haven't. And, uh, we also really haven't talked about some of these teams that we have to watch out for, uh, teams that are struggling to play to their expectations or not even their expectations, but had maybe exceeded their expectations at some point and then kind of regressing to the means a little bit now. Yep. Um, who do you have for that? Yeah, um, I have Ohio State. It just, it's been a rough, I mean, the Big the Big Ten is a ringer of a conference this year. Uh, there's just a ton of parity in that conference. So it feels a little bit like mean to put them in here because they're still playing relatively well, but they... Um, started off really hot, which, so this is more of the like regression to the mean, but they are now three and seven in conference, uh, 11 and 10 overall. They've lost, what's that? Seven of their last eight. And a lot of them are fairly close games. They lost a two point game to Purdue. They lost a three point game to Minnesota. They lost an overtime game against Rutgers. Like, so none of these losses outside of their Indiana loss where they, got beat by 16 on Saturday yeah. have been big losses either. So it's just like one or two shots really could have swung it. And their offense is still great at 10th, but their defense is now at 85th. Um, and I mean, with how tough the big 12 is, they're projected to go nine and 11 in big 12 play uh, with, which would get, leave them at 17 and 14 overall. But like if a couple of those games flip, they could legitimately not even be eligible for the NIT because they wouldn't have an above 500 record. And this was a team that we thought, I mean, they got up into the top 10 at one point in Ken Palm right before they went on this, this losing streak. So definitely, definitely want to see Bryce Tinsabaugh and the Buckeyes kind of get their defense back in, back in motion so they can uh, hopefully be a tournament team. Yeah. Uh, I got my eye on Arizona. They Arizona State. I'm sorry, Arizona State. They were they had one of the longest winning streaks there for a while. 
um, only dropping the first game, like their third game to Texas Southern, but then went on to beat the likes of VCU, Michigan, Colorado, Stanford, Creighton. Uh, they were yeah. they were definitely in that Creighton losing streak. December um, was a great month for them. It really was. And then and then they in the, to start January, they won four straight to start January, and then they now have lost four straight, yeah. uh, including a double-digit loss to Washington State, uh, overtime loss to Washington. So, I mean, UCLA and USC are quality teams, going to be tournament teams, but still um, they have to, they basically have to win out. losses at home too. Yeah, they, they, they should almost have to – they probably could afford to lose to Arizona and maybe Utah, but otherwise they probably will need to win out uh, the win the rest of them as far as in February goes. Uh, for them to make the tournament at this point, I would I would imagine. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're a solid team, though. They're 40th in, in defense, 112th in offense. So offense needs work, but they are really good at making teams take tough shots. Uh, they're 17th in the nation doing that. And then they're third in the nation in two-point percentage defense. So they're really good at making teams take tough shots. I think with, uh, with UCLA, USC, they probably just didn't have the length to match up with those guys. Um, so overall, uh, Arizona State I think could be a really good team. They're sitting at 64th in Ken Palm. They they beat they take care of uh, Oregon State, Oregon, and Colorado, and maybe one of Utah or Arizona, and they should be right there in the tournament. So, yep. All right, uh, let's talk about some upsets that happened last week. Maybe not the what happened order that we usually do, but just talk about it. Um, I mean, to start the week, Virginia Tech taking down Duke. Not too much of an upset, but just enough. I mean, 78 to 75, but Filipowski was the MVP in that game. He had 29 and 10. That that dude is good. He's better than I thought he was going to be. Yeah, be good at setting illegal screens that give him a three-pointer to beat Wake Forest last night. I'm still salty. Correct, yeah. Nah, that was also the game that... Uh, that the dude, like, I forget what his name, but like celebrated by punching the air, end up punching Filipowski in the throat. <laughs> How did they not call that? Like, I get that it's inadvertent because he clearly didn't mean to, but like, yeah, dude still punched a guy in the neck. Yeah. Even there was like, they, they brought in like somebody on Twitter, or, like commentators brought in one of the, uh, you know, like a former official. And they're like, yeah, even you got to call that there's still contact that you got to call. Like it doesn't matter if it was like in- intentional or not. You still got to, you got to call that. Um, one thing, one thing actually I want to talk about with Duke real quick is Jacob Grandison. He was transfer from, from Illinois uh, was someone that I know Kentucky fans were like super, super adamant that we needed to go get. And he's played 10 or fewer minutes in like five of their ACC games so far. He had 10 points, but he's scored, what, 2, 8, 14, 24 points since the beginning of January. That's just – he has had a, a much smaller impact than I was kind of expecting uh, from him, yeah. considering how much he was talked up. Yeah, he he was definitely the hype. I think it was – I think part of it is just like at that point in the portal, there wasn't a lot left. So they were just making um, mountains out of molehills at that point. I don't know. Well, he also shot 41% from three last year and is only shooting 34% this year. So that's a big. I wonder if volume has to do with it a lot though. Like did he, was he taking a lot of threes at Illinois? Is he taking more threes at Duke? He had had 134 attempts all of last season and has 62 this, this year. So that's probably a similar pace. Yeah. Yeah. seems like it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, another upset that happened, we talked about, you mentioned Ohio state as your, uh, your team to watch out for, uh, but Illinois took them down 69 to 60 last week with Terrence Shannon scoring 17 and seven and three assists. So, uh, I mean, solid game for Illinois holding uh, this, really good Ohio State offense to 60 points is uh, is a feat that should should not go unnoticed. Low-key, Illinois is kind of on a little bit of a hot streak. They started 0-3 in conference play, but are now sitting at 7-4, and gone 7-1 in their last games. Uh, January was a very good month for them, with the only loss being a 15-point loss to Indiana at home. So Yeah. I still yeah. worry about their depth, uh, especially at the guard position. Yeah. You know, Scott Clark exiting, that's that sucks. So – you got to watch out for that, but yeah. Um, Xavier took down Connecticut, um, 82 to 79. So in a close game, but Jordan Hawkins had 28 and four. Uh, so solid game for him. 
I think we both picked Xavier to win this game, or at least no, you picked UConn. I picked Xavier to UConn, win this yeah. game. Uh, UConn just seems like they're reeling, man. Um, I mean, they had a good win, I think, over the weekend, but still. Um, Texas A and M beat DePaul over the weekend. They're six and six in conference right now. That that got them yeah. back to five hundred in conference. Still weirdly like super high in efficiency. Um, yeah, they've only dropped to sixth in Ken Palm despite uh, despite that. So it. A lot of these losses, again, kind of similar to what we're talking about with Ohio State. Like yeah. one was a one point loss to Seton Hall, three point loss to Xavier. Um, so, and then the teams, the wins they do get, they blow teams out, uh, which yeah. I think is a big thing for for efficiency. So, uh, they seem they seem like they're still probably fine, even though they're probably not like a one seed like we were expecting out of yeah. the non conference schedule. Yeah, Texas A&M and Tyrese Radford and Texas A&M, the Aggies there, took down the Tigers, Auburn Tigers, 79-63. to 63. Uh, Radford had 30-9 and nine in this game. Uh, and it was crazy because the first half, it was like the first 10 minutes was all Auburn, and then Texas A&M just flipped the script and yeah, just completely we were, took over we the rest of the game. game. We were watching yeah. this game, and it was like kind of close, and then flipped it to something else and then turned it back, and we're like, wait, what happened? <laughs> yeah, absolutely insane. Um Rhode Island, uh, Brayden Freeman, sorry, and Rhode Island took down Dayton, uh, seventy-five to seventy. Uh, your Dayton Flyers uh, struggling oh. this year. Yeah, Again. you know, I just <laughs> my my Duran Holmes stock is is being tainted by the fact that <laughs> the rest of the team is just bad. <laughs> Correct. I can't even uh, find them okay. on Kenpom. Like, where are they? Dayton's at sixty-one. Oh, I just can't read that. Apparently. Which is insane because they, they've lost so many games to bad teams. I don't know how they continue to stay this, like, this yeah, high. Yeah, Rhode Island in- 213th in Ken Palm, and they lost yeah. to them. Ugh, that's gross. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Frankie Collins in Washington took down Arizona State 69-66 to in overtime. Collins had 15-6-6. and So solid stat line for him. Uh, Washington also a team that has really kind of fallen off. They're, I mean, they're what like they're in the one hundreds now in Ken Palm. I think even with one hundred six. Yep, yep, one hundred six. Um, I mentioned this one briefly, or we haven't really talked about enough of Iona, but uh, Sienna lost to Iona seventy to fifty three. And a beat this is a, Iona. This is a hundred point or a hundred difference ranking. Sienna was one hundred seventy six. Iona was uh, seventy seven. So. Technically 99, but uh, neither here nor there. Michael Bear with 18, 12, and 3. So, Patina, man, what happened? What happened <laughs> in that one? <laughs> uh, the Bulldogs of Mississippi State and Tolu Smith took down the Horn Frogs of TCU 81 to 74. Oof. We, weird to see, this, weird to see a seven point uh, split in overtime. Uh, yeah. Definitely something that you Some don't see. Also, not even the like strangest result from the Big Twelve SEC no. challenge. No, no, that was that was an appetizer for the next one. But yeah, Tolu Smith was twenty-seven and thirteen and five, like four blocks and a steal. Woo! Tolu Smith a hell of a balling that score. day. He had to he had to go he had to go to uh, wherever TCU is I forget and and take him out. Um, Hip- right. probably had him had him on something. Yeah, maybe. All right, the weirdest weirdest result of the Saturday showdown between the SEC and Big 12, Oklahoma 93, Alabama 69. Grant Sherfield with 33 six assists and one steal. The best Man. part about this game is that Alabama just came back and took all of that anger out from this loss out on, on Danny Bama. last night and beat them 101 to 44. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Poor Vandy. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. I never would have predicted Oklahoma to go in to Tuscaloosa and win, let alone win with that margin of victory. Yeah, I mean their offense is their offense is better than their defense. So holding Alabama to sixty nine points and seventy four possessions is yeah, nuts. Yeah, uh, Pittsburgh and Miami. Uh, Pittsburgh took down Miami seventy one to sixty eight. Jamarius Burton with nineteen and ten and seven three steals as well. So. Solid game for Pitt. They were almost on my like little team I was too low on. Yep. Uh, they, they probably need to add one or two more wins like that for me to mention them, but that's a good win. That's a great win over a, a really solid Miami team this year. 
no, and got a got a win over Wake Forest in a game they should have lost. So, obviously, yeah. better to learn from a, a win than a loss. And that was definitely one of those where they got outplayed, but still came out with with the victory. So, yeah. Uh, Oregon took down Utah, 68-56. to 56. You picked this one as well. Jermaine uh, Kuznard with 18-5-4 and a block. Um, so, yeah, solid win for the Ducks. I'm still a little low on them, but you've been higher on them than me all season. So uh, no surprise that you picked them and I picked the Utes. Just sucks that they had to lose in the week that I picked the Utes to win. <laughs> yeah, they kind of dominated that game uh, from the jump. They won uh, – well, the third quarter was a one-point win for Utah. But if you break it up into quarters, they won all three of the other quarters. And uh, second part of the first half, they ended up extending their lead by seven. Uh, yeah. So. All right. UNLV took down Nevada 68-62. to Justin Webster was 17-3-2. and uh, Running Rebels – Kind of low-key or a decent team this year. They've been up and down. They have some really good wins. They have some really bad losses. Nevada kind of the same way, uh, just higher higher in Ken Palm. So overall, not super surprised by this, but I, did, I think I did pick the Wolfpack to win, and they, they didn't come through. Yeah, next one, we got, a, we got an SEC Big 12 showdown that was a former Big 12 showdown. Correct. Uh, with Mizzou taking down Iowa State. Honestly, a... a Really solid win for Mizzou. They, I think they had been on our like uh, kind of watch out for team because they had lost three of four um, to start January. But uh, yeah, really solid, really solid uh, resume boost here for a team that is projected to be about twenty two and nine according to Ken Palm. So uh, that's a solid tournament team, and getting a win at home against Iowa State is definitely going to boost that boost that resume. Yep. This next game, Dal, this is a this is a, like the stop, unstoppable force meets a immovable object. It's Rutgers at home, but you picking Iowa games. I think you picked Rutgers because you struggled to pick the Iowa games, and then what came through was it the Power <laughs> Jersey Mikes? Are you picking Iowa? It uh. was Iowa, Iowa. So just whatever. It's just like me picking Duke, you picking Iowa. Um, but ninety three to eighty two, Iowa took down Rutgers with Chris Murray at twenty four and six with three. I'm blocks sorry, Cliff Amarui. I'm sorry. <laughs> the the power of Jersey Mike's arena did not come through. Uh, foiled the foiled by my picking. my yeah, foiled by my <laughs> Iowa Iowa jinx. <laughs> that was I, I totally forgot that that happened. I looked it up and I was like, oh man, this is gonna Ugh. be great. Uh, yeah, Texas to, Tech finally me. getting a conference win, and not just any conference win. A conference win over a top twenty-five team. Red Raiders took down Iowa State in overtime, eighty to seventy-seven. Kevin O'Banner with twenty-four and thirteen. I I had that game on. I was like, "Come on, Tech, you gotta you gotta pull this one out." I don't know how they tied it up to send it to overtime and then end up taking the win. Incredible! I, wasn't Iowa State up by like thirty in this game? I don't know if it was up by 30 at, at that point, but they were up by a lot. And I just know with like a minute and a half left, they were up by like six. And I was like, oh, tech, tech can't do this. I think at uh, one point they, it was, maybe it was just like 23 or something like that, but it just felt like a lot. Yeah. I mean, they were up 17 at the half. <sighs> Texas Tech scored 29 points in the final 10 minutes of that, that game. That's insane. Damn. Like this is a much that was that was a must win for Texas Tech though. I mean they're Absolutely. still probably like they still have a lot of a lot of uh making up to do yeah. uh, to even sniff the tournament, but there there is a possibility winning at LSU over the weekend helped, um and then beating obviously Iowa State helped. Uh but yeah, it's they, tough. They could not have afforded to lose that LSU game. No, no, not at all. Not at all. All right, Fordham took down St. Louis 75 to 65. Uh Quinsenberry had 27 5 and 2 with four steals. Fordham's 149th in the nation, St. Louis is 79. So this is a, this is a pretty decent size upset here and the Billikens just absolutely uh they just they're such a roller coaster team this year. They'll, they'll beat really good teams, they'll they'll lose really bad uh lose really bad games. So Struggle for them. The still, still seven and two in conference. Actually, Fordham, despite their really bad adjusted like efficiency, is sitting at fourth in the conference right now. So, yep. And the last one we'll mention it from last night's 
slate of games. Boston College took down Clemson 62 to 54. Boston College 183 in the nation. Hunter Tyson with 22, 8, and one assist and two steals. So solid, yeah. solid win for the for the Eagles there. Yeah, they Clemson definitely tried to to get back on the on the winning side of this uh kind of late. And I mean BC was up big on them. Uh and yeah. Clemson kind of came back. Hunter Tyson, like you said, with 22 and 8. Uh he's I thought PJ Hall was going to be their best player, but it seems like Hunter Tyson has kind of taken that mantle from him, uh, but still wasn't enough to to get a win over the the Eagles. No, no, not at all. All right, let's let's drink some beer. You ready to have a beer this morning? I'm, I'm ready for a beer. So it's time for our beer review, and I'll I'll start while you're uh, looking up your stuff for your beer. But I got Offshoot Beer Company. Relax. It's just a hazy IPA. It is a 6.8% ABV. I couldn't find the IBUs on it. Uh, it's from Placentia, California, offshoot beer company is. Can's really cool. It's got a whale shark. So it's kind of <laughs> like, oh, relax. It's just a whale shark kind of thing um, in the Jaws design. But um, it's one of the highest, higher beers that we've ranked without the ranking on t- untapped with 3.97. So runs at 3.98 today. Woo, we got some good beers today. So let me give this a sip. And I'll let you know what I think. I like it. I mean, you guys know how I feel about IPAs, but it's a hazy IPA, so that helps. No, but it's a it's a good sipping beer. Probably better on on tap, obviously, just like any beer that we try here. But um, no, it's, it's got a it's got good flavor to it. Now, am I going to pick it over other favorite beers? Probably not, but. Uh, with the can quality of the design, solid flavor, give me the San Diego State Aztecs. Just all around good vibes. Uh, California, no. got to go with California there too. So, yeah, um, not am I going to pick San Diego State over other favorite teams of mine? No, but uh, if they're on, I'm probably rooting for them. So that's what that's how I feel about this beer. I like it. I like it. Um. I have Urban Artifact, which is a brewery out of Cincinnati. I have their Squeeze Box, uh, which is a apparently it's a strawberry Midwest fruit tart. I don't know what Midwest fruit tart is compared to if there's like a Western fruit tart or whatever. I've had I've had one of those on the by Urban Artifact as well. I think it's called the Gadget, but it was also a Midwest fruit tart as well. So yeah, I don't know. We'll need to we'll need to do some digging on what actually that entails and what the difference is between that and other regional uh, fruit tarts, but says, this Midwest fruit tart has 12 strawberries and a speck of vanilla in each can. Uh, you know it's a good a good kind of sour beer when it has the pH instead of the, AB, or instead of the IBUs, uh, 3.45. Like I said, it's a 3.98 on untapped. Uh, let me do a little cracky crack here. Love that. Ooh. Strawberry is a good flavor. Especially after mm-hmm. after the Last of Us episode, uh, this is minor spoilers. Uh, I don't; it's not really impacting the plot. But there's a nice little strawberry scene in the most recent Last of Us episode, which everyone should watch. Uh, it was really really good. But no, this beer is good too. All right. Also, watching the games last night, there was a commercial for Daisy sour cream and. This commercial had the audacity to show people like, oh, like, yeah, you could put sour cream on like potatoes or like your Mexican food or whatever. Normal stuff. This lady just straight up takes a strawberry and dips it in the sour cream and eats it. That is disgusting. Like I was like, <laughs> why would anyone ever just do that? Just absolutely downright disgusting. I'm uh, anti-sour man. cream in general, so is I'm it's a biased take, but I that's horrendous. Why would you ever do that? Whipped cream, sure. Cream yeah, whipped cream, hundred percent. Cream cheese, do you? Maybe, maybe. Do you if, if, it's that's, like whipped, if that's your thing, cream cheese might yeah. be might be decent. Yeah, but but sour cream, sour no, cream, that's... no way. Get out, no. Get out, yeah, that's terrible. Um, no, I haven't seen anything about like other style fruit tarts. So I think that's just a <laughs> urban artifact term that they they coined. Nice. Um, but they talk about it. Talk about describes an urban artifact describes them as being lunchtime beers and extremely crushable. Hey, that's 
we're recording this at eleven forty-seven. So, yeah. <laughs> um, let's go. We'll go Xavier. Um, they've been the surprising team, one of the more surprising teams in the Big East this year. Uh, currently, sit at nine and two in the Big East, and they're from Cincinnati. So, yeah, we'll go. We'll go Xavier as the beer that this reminds me, or the team that this beer reminds me of. I like it. All right, let's jump to a commercial break, and then we'll jump back in for Shark Tank upsets. Let's do it. NBA fans, the NBA action is just getting started, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA pregame money line bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total points scored, and more. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, we're back for Shark Tank upsets. Dal, what are you pitching today? So, do you know who has the longest active win streak in the country? No. It is the Florida Atlantic Owls, who we have talked about hmm. a couple weeks ago as a team that yeah, deserves a little bit Charleston more respect. Lost, Charleston lost theirs. They had the, the longest streak for the while, right? They were undefeated. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, sitting at 20, 20 games, they are 21-1, and one, with their only loss being to Ole Miss on Friday, November 11th. They play UAB on Thursday, uh, which they are projected to win by one point. I'm I'm projecting that's that's on the road. I'm projecting that they get that win, but because they had to get up so much for that win, they have a short turnaround. They play in Charlotte on Saturday, and they are projected to win that game 60% of the time. So this is a smaller upset, uh, but I have them going to Charlotte and losing to the 49ers. Um, Charlotte really good at limiting offensive rebounds. Uh, their two-point percentage defense is really good, and they are in the top uh, top 32 in terms of both three-point percentage and two-point percentage. Uh, top 15 in effective field goal percentage is Charlotte's offense. They have the very much have the height advantage here. They um, also have uh, they're about the same experience, uh, but they they play the a Shortened rotation, which I think over the long term can kind of be not helpful. But at home, when you're not going to get, uh, theoretically, get bad calls, you're going to get a home whistle, uh, that shortened rotation really um, can can be beneficial. And I think that Florida Atlantic, at some point, they have to kind of return to the mean a little bit. And yeah. especially if they win that UAB game. But even if they lose, you could also kind of have that loss compound and Charlotte upset uh, Fort Atlantic at home. What you got? Yeah, and Charlotte's uh, 24th in three-point percentage, which is higher than Florida Atlantic, so they're at 34th. So, And then Florida Atlantic's three-point percentage defense, uh, 155th in the nation. So um, it could be a lot high-scoring affair with a lot of threes because Charlotte's defense on three-point is not great. They're 276th. Uh, but I like that in favor for Charlotte. Um, it's going to be, I feel like they're going to have to live on the perimeter because FAU is really good at defending two point percentage, which is um, weird because they're so short. Their average height yeah. is, is, is low. They have a seven, seven, one guy, but other than that, no one taller than six, eight. Uh, so yeah. interesting that they are so good at, at limiting people from two point. Yeah. Their average height, absolutely insane. The difference is 329th in the nation for Florida Atlantic. Oof. Yeah. Um, no, I'll probably buy a case on this. Nice. If I think, if I think Florida Atlantic's going to lose either of these games, I would probably say UAB with jelly Walker. But, um, like you said, even if they do, they could lose both of these games, honestly, back to back, both on the road, 
uh, Jelly and and the um, what is, what is the Blazers? Is that what their their mascot is? Yes. <laughs> uh, Jelly and the Blazers are. That sounds like a band too, but um, Jelly and the Blazers are are they're a pretty solid team, and uh, and I think that they could definitely take take Florida Atlantic down at home, and I can see that Charlotte doing that here with Forty Nine ers. So, all right, um, yes, yeah, so I'll take Case on it. Nice. I also wanted right. to shout out um, Ali Khalifa is fifth in the All Conference USA uh, Ken Palm team right now, and Florida Atlantic doesn't have anyone on that list, uh, which. Makes me think that they have the best player as well. So that helps. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So, um, Sharks, welcome. And welcome. the 69 nice team I in mean, Wisconsin is going nice. to beat Ohio State. <laughs> They're going to beat Ohio State. And this is why. Um, first of all, Wisconsin's on a three game losing streak. So if we're going to snap one, it's going to be. Are on the road against Ohio State with the Buckeyes because, you know, Wisconsin takes care of the ball. They're third in the nation in turnover percentage, 13.8. Here's the thing is they also are really good at shooting threes. They're 62nd in the nation. Um, I mean, three-point percentage for Ohio State's higher, but I don't know. This is just one of those games that I feel like Ohio State's going to give up because they play – who else they play in this one? Um, this is the next game. This is on this is on Thursday. So they've lost two in a row too. So it's a movable force meets a stoppable object. Uh, they somebody has to win this game. We've talked about how Ohio State's kind of reeling. Wisconsin has had as many good wins as bad wins. Um, this just this is one of those gut feeling games. But this is this is one I like for some reason. Uh, it stuck out to me the most. What do you think? Where is this game? Is it in Columbus or in? Yeah, it's in Columbus. Ooh, I think Wisconsin only has one away win this year in the Big Twelve or Big Ten. Um, I both these teams are like reeling and need wins badly. Yes, yes, <sighs> that is so true. I'll buy. I'll buy For- a six pack. I'll buy a six pack just because of the turnover thing. I think that uh, that'll help. But it's if this was in Madison, I would be much more uh, willing yeah. to pick them. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a weird game to it's a weird matchup. I mean, Wisconsin's defense is thirty sixth in the nation, so it's definitely like a battle of like who's going to be better, Ohio State's offense or Wisconsin's defense? Because the vi- the the opposite is almost just as bad. Like their Ohio State's defense versus Wisconsin offense is just going to be like you know whatever. So. Yeah, I also, I mean, Ohio State has the best player in this game in Bryson Spa, so that's, yeah, that's yeah. one of the tiebreakers, too, that I normally look at. Um, but, yeah, I'll buy a six-pack. Nice. All right, well, we're talking other games, so let's just move on to our throwdown games. Uh, last week, you you pitched 18. I think it was 18 of, like, 24. I had 14 of 24 or something like that. But on the season, we're tied, so uh, I'll take that. But Wednesday night. February 1st, so this is tonight as we record, um, and hopefully you're listening to this episode on your ride home from work. Uh, Providence takes on Xavier at 6.30 p.m. in in Cincinnati. Uh, who do you got? I can't compare my beer to Xavier and then not pick Xavier, uh, <laughs> especially at home, so I'm going to go Xavier. Yeah, I actually have Xavier at home, too. I do like Providence, uh, and I think that they've been the team of destiny this year. But Xavier at home is very hard to beat, so uh, give me give me Xavier. Um, oh, yeah, a typo on that one. <laughs> uh, all right, number 45, New Mexico takes on number 49, Utah State in Logan, Utah at 10.30 p.m. Who do you got? This one's tough. Um, hold on, let me pull up. Let me pull up there the Kimpom little guy right here. Um, yeesh, Utah State's defense is not good, but their offense is really good. Um, I'm going with the Lobos of New Mexico, the reeled Richard Pertin- Rick Pitino. <laughs> so fair. you like them, Jamal Mashburn uh, Jr. Monster Mash, baby. Out. I'll I'll go Utah State then. Uh, their offense is the best unit in this group they're the they're number one in three-point percentage which is dope so i'm gonna say they get hot at home and beat the lobos 
All right, Tennessee's taking on Florida in Gainesville at 7 p.m. I got Tennessee in this one. Uh, Florida, we talked about so not good. I'm yeah, Tennessee as well. Yeah, it would be insane. Like, it wouldn't be out of the question though for Florida to win this game, though. That's the funny part. It's like you never know what team you're getting with Tennessee or Florida. Um, but yeah, on the road, I don't think it, it bothers on a on a Wednesday night. I don't. It's not going to bother this volunteer team. So. Um, number 33, Oklahoma State's taking on number 38, Oklahoma at 9 p.m. in Norman, Oklahoma. Who do you got? Let's go Oklahoma here. Um, they had a big win over Alabama. I think they carry that over, and so I'll go Sooners. Yeah, I'm going Oklahoma as well. Uh, actually, no, I'm going to go Oklahoma State. Uh, Why not? Yeah, because we've seen this Oklahoma team go up and down. This could be the down for them. True. Uh, Seton Hall's taking on St. John's at 8.30 p.m. in Jamaica, New York. I'm going Seton Hall here with the upset on the road. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, St. John's been battling some injury issues. Seton Hall's kind of finding their groove. Uh, Give me the Pirates. Yeah, I'm going to go St. John's here because, as we know, I love Posh Alexander. Andre Corbello's there being his chaotic self, and uh, they play up-tempo, and that's fun. So I'm going to the Johnnies. Pittsburgh taking on North Carolina at 7 p.m. in Chapel Hill. Who do you got? Let's go Let's go Pittsburgh here. I think they uh, – I shouldn't do that. I'll <laughs> we'll go Pittsburgh. Why not? They're they're hot team right now, uh, playing, playing much better than they had been. Uh, I don't like – I realize this is at, at the Dean Dome, which is, <laughs> this is not a That's, smart pick on my part. For that reason, I'm going UNC because it's at the Dean Dome. You're welcome. Even though you're I want to win. You're, you're welcome for me gifting you this win this week. Well, even though I want Pitt to win because they need it more, uh, I just it's going to be tough at the Dean Dome. But, we, you know, stranger things have happened. Uh, Penn State is taking on Purdue at 6.30 p.m. in West Lafayette, Indiana. Um, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go Purdue here. Uh, if it was in Happy Valley, I would maybe pick the Penn State, but Purdue is just a juggernaut. And even I could see Penn State winning this game, obviously, because they are so good from three, but I am not yeah. going to bet on that uh, happening. So, yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I got Purdue as well. Um, I mean, there's just not one person on Penn State's team that I think can stop Zach Eady in this game. So, uh, yeah, give me. There's give not me the anyone in the country really that can stop Zach Eady at this Correct. point. Correct. All right, Tuesday. No, not Tuesday. Thursday. Washington State's taking on USC at eleven o'clock in California. Obviously, uh, who you got? Let's go. I missed out on the USC pick earlier. Uh, this is at home. I'll go USC. Yeah, I got the Trojans in this one as well. Home game for them and. I gotta keep rolling with them now that they helped me upset UCLA. Uh, this is a really weird, taking... like this is a really weird game in that no one unit really sticks out a bunch, uh, except for USC's defense. Like their two point percentage defense is the best in the country, so we'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they really made UCLA uncomfortable, forcing really tough shots. Um, that's like UCLA's bread and butter. So this is a this is a solid matchup for them. I like it. Um, Oregon's taking on Arizona at ten thirty ten thirty p.m. in Tucson. I got Arizona in this one. I'm gonna continue to be low on Oregon, but I just think the home team here um, helps it. And also, Arizona wants to run, and that's just not Oregon's game. They're, they're, they they want to slow it down. So uh, give me the Wildcats. Arizona's kind of weird. They have only lost two games since. December, well, since December 1st, they have only lost two games. And in that time, they have dropped from as high as sixth in Ken Palm to they're at 12th right now, but they were 15th after their win on Saturday. So just a strange, well, like just a strange, weird drop for only losing two games, but seemingly dropping in efficiency that much. With that said, I. Yeah. I would really. This is a rematch, by the way. 
This yeah, is a rematch. They, they did, by the way. All right, they 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 lost to Oregon by nine. No, nineteen. Nineteen. 19. Yeah. Yeah. At or, Oregon. 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 <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think that's going to repeat. But if it does, whatever. Um, Santa Clara taking on Gonzaga uh, at eleven o'clock in Spokane. I'm probably going to go Zags here, but I would not be surprised if Podzeminski took down Gonzaga here because Gonzaga's kind of yeah. He needs to. Think? He needs to have a. I, this would be a terrible decision on their part, but he needs to have a. Uh, a sponsorship with Tide so that they can do the Tide Pod Challenge and have him do a bunch of random stuff. That would be great. It's probably not something they want to promote. Um, no. Dot Zaga also has dropped a ton. They're down all the way to 16th in Ken Palm, despite losing one game since the beginning of December. Let's go. Damn, and they lost at home to Loyola Marymount. I'm going Santa Clara. Let's do it. There's another dumb one that I'm probably going to gift you, but whatever. All right, Friday uh, the 3rd, Boise State t- or Boise State taking on San Diego State at 9 o'clock in San Diego. Who you got? Got to go Aztecs here, despite putting Boise State in my teams that we were too low on uh, segment. Um, can't go against the Aztecs. I'm going to go Boise State. Uh, we've seen San Diego State lose at home, so it's not like it's a real home court advantage for them. Um, so, yeah. VCU taking on St. Louis at 7 o'clock in St. Louis. Give me the Billikens with the upset here. Uh, I guess it's not technically an upset, but they're ranked lower. Um, but, yeah, give me St. Give me St. Louis in this game. Sure, I'll really go like VCU. Colin. All right, Saturday the 4th uh, at 4 o'clock, Purdue's taking on Indiana so in Bloomington, so in Assembly Hall. Who do you got? Give me Purdue. This is a tough game. This is a tough game. This is like pretty much even on Ken Palm. Uh, but yeah, I'll go Purdue. I'm going to go Indiana because we know Indiana can get a home cook and whistle. Uh, so, and I think Trace Jackson Davis versus Zach Eady is going to be fun. Like, just it's going to be electric. Um, it's going to be slow. It's going to be a low scoring affair, but it's going to be fun. So. <laughs> yes, it will be. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Tex- Texas taking on Kansas State at four o'clock in Manhattan, Kansas. Who you got? Give me, give me K State. I'll roll with them since I rolled with them on uh, the Florida pick. My roommate Jared liked that pick too, so I feel good about it. Yeah, I'm going K State in this one as well. Texas on the road, no thank you. Um, number nine, Kansas taking on uh, eight, uh, eighteen uh, Iowa State. Sorry, at noon in Ames, Iowa. Who you got? I had I wore my Iowa State shorts yesterday, which is a bad choice because I also have Texas Tech shorts, and I didn't wear those even though they got beat. But Hilton Magic is unbeatable. I don't think that's actually true because – well, let me actually look and see if they've lost a game at home. I don't think they have. Nope, only neutral and away sites. Hilton Magic, baby. We're going to Iowa State. I'm going Kansas. I think they've figured out why they, they went on that three-game losing streak. And then we have Dewan Harris just absolutely killing it in the last two games. <laughs> yeah, where um, did that come from? So if they contend, if they just unlocked that, like, there's no stopping this Jayhawks team. Um, they made so many tough shots against Kentucky, like, down the stretch. Just, like, absolutely contested shots. Um, crazy. So... And then last night, you know, they, they took down TC or was it Kansas State or TC K K State? So, um, yeah. yeah so, 18. wow, kid twenty five last night. Just he's they've they've either figured something out or he's out of the slump. I don't know what it is, but he's actually a productive member of their offense now, and it unlocks this Jayhawks team. So it's hard to go against them at this point. Um, Illinois is taking on Iowa at two thirty. 2.30 p.m. in Iowa City. Who do you got? Pass. I don't want to pick this game. <laughs> Who are you picking so I can just pick I, the opposite? I, <laughs> I refuse to pick. Um, <laughs> uh, Iowa, I guess. I don't know. All right. So I, I can only Illinois pick one. against Iowa, so I'll try and change my luck there. <laughs> I got Illinois then watch it if that comes through for me oh my gosh this is how so this funny. is how you're gonna win this stupid contest is you're just gonna make us pick all the Iowa games and I'm gonna lose all of them <laughs> uh, yep 
TCU is taking on Oklahoma State at 2 o'clock in Stillwater. I have TCU in this one on the road. I have Oklahoma State upsetting Oklahoma, even though it's technically not upset. But on the road, I think they get up for the in-state rivalry. Therefore, they are going to be tired and lose to TCU, which is a better team anyway. So, Yeah, TCU is a better team. Um, I'm going to go TCU as well. All right, Virginia taking on Virginia Tech at noon in Blacksburg. This is a tough matchup as well. Some solid teams here. In-state rivalry, who you got? I don't even know what a hokey is. No one does. So I'm going to go Cavaliers. They're also yeah, I'm going to go Cavs here. Yeah, they're a bad team. All right, um, North Carolina taking on Duke in Durham. So the first of the two matchups at 6.30 p.m., this is tough. Uh, probably going to go Duke here because I'm going to go the Meteor, and I hope that that's who wins. Um, now, I feel like that they always switch, and like North Carolina wins at Duke, and Duke wins in Chapel Hill. Uh, so I'm going to go North Carolina. All right. Um, so they should have beat Duke last night, and so I'm mad at Duke, so I'm not taking them. <laughs> Uh, no, well, you know what? I'm picking Duke to win, so it's guaranteed UNC is going to win for you. Let's go. That's also true. Uh, Gonzaga taking on St. Mary's is the second Gonzaga game that we're talking about. It's at 10.30 p.m. In, at St. Mary's. Um, I'm going St. Mary's here. This is the, the team that I think can upset Gonzaga. Well, it's not even upset because they're ranked higher, but um, I think this is the team that Gonzaga is going to beat or going to lose to. Though I think Santa Clara could beat them. Uh, St. Mary's is just a solid offense all around. 0-2 for Gonzaga this week. We're going St. Mary as well. Ooh. All right. Um, Missouri I wonder, takes it. I wonder when the last time Gonzaga went, lost two straight in conference. Yeah, that'd be I'm gonna a go long time. This, actually. While you're doing that, uh, Missouri taking on Mississippi State in Starkville at 6 o'clock. Uh, give me the Tigers in this one. Though Tolu Smith and Mississippi State are a very solid squad. I think Missouri needs this win more. So Dennis Gates also a really good coach. Underrated so far. Maybe might be teetering on overrated. I don't know. What do you think? I'm gonna go I'll go Miss State here. Better team plus at home. All right, I'm back to two, 2014. 2014 is the last time they lost two in a row in big Oof. in West Coast Conference play. All right, I didn't pick Oregon earlier, but I'm picking them now. Oregon's taking on Arizona State at 10 o'clock in Tempe. Give me the Ducks because they're going to be mad after losing to Arizona on their Arizona trip this week. So Tempe or Tempe? Tempe, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll go. I'll go Oregon too. I've been high on them. If you're picking them, I have to pick them. <laughs> Auburn at Tennessee uh, at two o'clock in Knoxville. Who you got? The the little penguin man can't win this game. Tennessee's going to have him in hell. So Tennessee. If this was uh, at Auburn, maybe, but it's in Thompson Bowling, so I can't pick them. I that that doesn't really prove anything to me. Uh, obviously, we've seen Tennessee lose at Thompson Bowling. Um, give me Auburn in this one. I no reason as to why, Where? but I like it. I like it. St. John's at Xavier. Uh, in at five o'clock in Cincinnati, are you going two for two on on Xavier this week? Or yeah, I mean it would be two, two, on, two on St. John's as well. Uh, yeah, but no, I'll go Xavier. This is at home too. If it was on the road, maybe. Where does yeah? St. John's I can't switch play? up now. Can't switch up now and pick and not pick Xavier at home. They're really good at home. So yeah, I'm going Xavier as well. All right, Sunday, just two more games. Uh, Northwestern at Wisconsin at six thirty. In Madison, who you got? This is going to be the grossest basketball game that has ever been played. Correct. I'll go Northwestern, I guess. They're theoretically the better team. Both are gross. I'm going Wisconsin at home. Wisconsin's going uh, 2-0 and this week. That's what I got. All right, and then Good last luck, game, Houston versus the Houston Killers, <laughs> Temple Owls, uh, 6 o'clock in Philadelphia. Who you got? Houston is going to beat them by 87 points. They're going to come out. This is a revenge game. They're going to beat the shit out of them. 
where um hold on hold on just a second in their loss it was 56 55 where does houston rank in the american now they're still second in the american which is insane temple does uh excuse me give me the yeah, give me the owls two. at home this john's gonna go crazy <laughs> uh yeah no they're they're gonna double down and be like we're for real we're second in the american for a reason give me the owls if they win this, they'd be first. Correct. Yeah. Because they so, have the tiebreaker. They want it. They want it. They want it. Dude, <laughs> he's going to beat them by 87 points. It's going to be great. I mean, look at that. So Jarris Walker went three, for, went three for 12 shooting in that first game. He might go 12 for 12 shooting in this game. Temple has been actually really good in in conference. Obviously, their second conference, but they've since January they've beaten Cincinnati by nine, uh, South Florida by four, which is not a great win. <laughs> um, yeah, to, they lost to Tulane. They beat Tulsa by four. They lost to Memphis by three. East Carolina, but they blew East Carolina out. They beat Houston by one. They beat. South Florida by three, so the margin is shrinking there. And there would be UCF in overtime by seven. But watching that game against UCF in overtime the other day was that was, I mean, they've made tough shots. Uh, I'm I'm under the the Black Panther. Is this your king? Like, (laughs) this is who you're betting on. Team that beat UCF, USF by a combined seven points in two games. Hey, but they beat they beat Houston so head to head straight up that's at Houston fair. too. That's the crazy that's part. It wasn't even at it wasn't even in in Philadelphia. It was at even, Houston. So. Even more so, why Houston is just going to come out on fire? Maybe they also went eleven but, for twenty one from the free throw line in that game, which Temple went twenty for twenty two. So a little bit of a swing there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Temple is just not great on offense at all. One hundred forty ninth. It doesn't matter. Uh, Houston absolutely just they their defensive strategy is insane. Like it's not even like that great of a strategy. It's just like we're athletic and we're gonna blow up any handoff that you have, and then just get easy fast break. Buckets. Beautiful, like, beautiful basketball. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, it's time for the last call. Dow, what are you departing us with? Uh, I'm departing with shot quality is a great uh, Twitter account to follow uh, for both college and NBA. It shows you. Essentially, like goes through and takes if a team, on average, shot the same shots they take, like it predicts it by that versus um, like what they actually end up shooting. So the reason I say this is because I'm mad at them right now because Wake should have won their last three games according to shot quality and is are zero three in those games. Mm-hmm. So we're on a we're on a love hate relationship with shot quality right now. But good follow. And just an interesting way to look at the game uh, in general, because there are definitely games where you're like, oh, well, that, that team didn't really feel like that they should have lost. And then you go look and it is confirmed via that, a.k.a. the St. Peter's loss, which, according to shot quality, UK should have won like 98% of the time or something. Uh, but neither here nor there. Yeah, um, I I have a love-hate relationship, like you said, with shot quality. I think the uh, there are definitely... It's a definitely it's a easy to for agenda pushing, but it's not always the most like accurate representation of how the game went or how it should have went. Um, so, um, yeah, so definitely follow them, but take it with a grain of salt. Don't use it for just agenda. No, pushing. it's it's um, a it's an interesting data point to add to overall analysis, just like anything is an analysis. Correct. Um, I am going to shout out the book that I got Monday night called How to Watch Basketball Like a Genius by Nick Green. Um, So far, really liking it. It just basically breaks the game down and then makes you like it's talking about like how to understand the sport better, like just overall deconstructs the sport from top to bottom and then puts it back together, detailing the intricacies of the sport. Um, it's, it's made me like, I'm obviously in like t- chapter two, so I'm not super far into it, but so far it's made me understand like why the rules are in place and things like that. Um, definitely fun. And I'm excited to get into more into it. So that way 
uh, I can understand more of how to watch this game like a genius. Do we need to do Beers and Buckets Book Club? Maybe. Maybe. I would be down for Beers and Buckets Book Club. Because I'm that also like a great I, idea. Yeah. I mean, so definitely, I mean, I'm reading that, but also I just finished not long ago. Um, let me find it. Uh, on Audible. I finished uh, I'm reading Game of Thrones right now on Audible. I'm actually reading the book that I was telling you about um, in person. But Where the Deer and the Antelope Play by Nick Offerman. So Beers and Buckets recommendation. If you like nature and hiking and you think Nick Offerman's funny, go ahead and read Shout that. out Last of Us because he was also in the last episode. So Yes. Yes, he was. What, what, what book do you recommend? Beers and Buckets Book Club. See, I don't know how to read, so that would be my issue. Uh, but I'll try and learn so that we can have Beers and Buckets Book Club. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, it's a solid, solid read. So definitely check that out. Um, but yeah, that's that's my last call. And also just enjoy basketball, enjoy beer, and make sure you follow us on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, we're going to be more active soon. And subscribe to our YouTube channel and like, rate, leave a review and share this episode. And then check out the Basketball Podcast Network on Twitter for more shows like this one. This has been The Bottom Line because Connor said so. You guys have a fantastic week and we will see you next week. Bye.